Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Back in September of 2018, I had Amanda Yudis Kessler as my Song of the Soul guest, and I welcome her back today. The thing that motivated me to have her back is the explosion of musical creation that Amanda has been going through in the past two years, resulting in the creation of a new music-sharing website she has created called QueerSacredMusic.com. When she began the site, it was all about sacred music relative to LGBTQ concerns. But in the interim, the coronavirus hit, as has a nationwide and actually worldwide uprising against racism and other injustices. And so the range of topics of the songs diversified even further, and you'll be hearing the fruits of that growth today. And make no mistake about it, though Amanda's songs are sung by other folks, the muse of songwriting is powerful and clear in Amanda. How else to explain some 60 new songs created in just a year plus time? Amanda has many skills and talents, including her profession in sociology, her seminary path, which included a wealth of open, accepting, and loving sermons that she's written, and her amazing music creativity. Amanda Yudis Kessler joins us today via Zoom. Amanda, welcome back to Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me back. The thing, as I said in the introduction, was that got you back here was because of your new website, or it's new to me anyhow, called Queer Sacred Music. When did you actually bring up this website and start this focus? That all happened last year. A friend of mine who is a pastor now, but someone I met doing a production of Godspell more than 20 years ago, mentioned to me that the Hymn Society in the United States and Canada had decided to do a hymnal collection of LGBTQ plus hymns called Songs for the Holy Other. And I had two months between when I found out about it and when their deadline was. And in that two months, I wrote 25 hymns. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you sleep? I, I didn't. Uh, text and music. Got them engraved. Sent them all in. They actually published two of them in the hymnal. But this sort of jump-started me on a new focus that hasn't ignored songs completely, but that has largely focused on progressive and liberal sacred music. During that stretch of time, what I was writing was very LGBTQ-focused, not exclusively. And since then, I've done less of that particular focus, but I have written close to 50 new hymns, worship songs, rounds in multiple religious traditions, and I wanted a new venue to make them freely available to whoever might use them. I don't remember when exactly it was, but sometime in the middle of last year, I woke up one morning and said, I wonder if the URL queersacredmusic.com is available. And it was, and I bought it, set up the site, and it now has more than 60 pieces on it. And so I've been just writing pretty consistently for a year and a half. 
Well, it's rich what you've got there already. I like the way you've organized it. The URL, as you said, is queer sacred music, but I guess a lot of it's not queer anymore. I mean, you've added categories, I think, along the way, uh, what with the pandemic and so on, right? Yep. So now you say queer and more sacred music or something. (laughs) I should rename it Queer Plus, but it's now out in the world so much that I don't really want to fiddle with the URL's name. The music is in use around the U.S. It's in use in Canada. And to my amazement, it's in use in South Africa. For some reason, an Anglican church has... uh, picked up some of my stuff during COVID. That's sweet. Yeah. Say that you've written the songs in multiple traditions. What were you referring to by that? So a few of the pieces are still pretty solidly Unitarian Universalist. Many of the pieces would be probably most used in liberal or progressive Christian churches. So I've done a lot of writing now that uses biblical materials in very non-fundamentalist, open-hearted ways. But that focus means that the songs are, and hymns are of more interest there. There is one Buddhist round. I even wrote one round for a uh, New Thought Center for Spiritual Living Church. So it's a bit of a mix of things, but I I hope my spirit is the same regardless of the tradition it's singing in. Which songs did you write for the fundamentalist Christians? After all, where you live in Colorado Springs, you should be speaking to your neighbors too. How do you write a song for them? I wish I knew how. I have no idea how. I do feel as though some of the new material, though, because some of it is actually about what church is and what church means, it could be the entry to a conversation. I do think the conversation might be a disagreement because my vision is, is different from theirs, but I want them to flourish as much as I want you and me and our families and our friends to flourish. And I guess I believe that my values of open-hearted religion are more conducive to that than judgmentalism. So I may have moved from attending a Unitarian Universalist congregation to attending a United Church of Christ congregation, but I still believe hell is a human invention. That's something we went over on our first visit. Um, and I, uh, I still believe there are many paths to a good life and a good relationship with the Holy. Well, let's give people some example of what you'd like to share. Again, the website, folks, is queersacredmusic.com. There's something close to 60 songs out there. It's not just the songs. You see the lyrics. You can download them. They're meant to be used wherever you are in the world. So what should we start with? Because you mentioned the fundamentalists, I'm going to suggest two songs. Both of these, actually one hymn, one song, both written in the context of COVID-19. But both of them really specially engaged with Christianity. Uh, The one I'd suggest first is called Church is the Way We Live. uh, And that I wrote in response to complaints that churches were closed because people were not meeting for worship. And I would suggest pairing that with Jesus, the essential worker, which is a way of thinking about the people that many of us have the luxury to ignore during the crisis. But I think they have a lesson for all of us. That is my wife, Phoebe, singing in Church is the Way We Live. I am playing. She's singing. I don't sing on any of these. And Jesus the Essential Worker was recorded by a wonderful Philadelphia-area folk singer-songwriter named David Heitler Clevens, who I went to college with and who now has a, a marvelous duo with his wife called Two of a Kind. 
so that's David Heitler Clevins doing Jesus the Essential Worker, Phoebe Lostro singing, and me playing on Church is the Way We Live. So we're going to play two songs back to back, Church is the Way We Live. We'll talk about this more afterwards, but then we'll follow that with a performance by David Heitler Clevins of the song Jesus the Essential Worker. Here today for Song of the Soul is Amanda Yudis Kessler. Church is the way we live, church is the way we care, church is open, church is gathered all the time and everywhere, church is the hungry fed, church is the wounded healed, in the work we do for justice, in the hope we bring the All the best that church can be is finally revealed. Church is the time we take, tending to those in pain. Church is joined in holy worship when the bound are free again. Church is the pain that ease. Church is the peace they find. church can be is burning in our lives. Church is the choice we make year into joyous year. As we seek to love and trust, surrendering our hate and fear, church is the world restored. Church is the feast church can be is shining like the sun. Jesus, the essential worker, never made a lot of money, rode a bike and fed the hungry, carrying deliveries. Jesus, the essential worker, drove a truck and dropped off boxes, ran a shelter for the homeless, caring for the least of these. Jesus, the essential worker, made the beds and changed the dressings, cleaned another ventilator, wiped another toilet down. Jesus, the essential worker, mopped the floor and stopped the freezer, waited for a bus to take her to the poor part of town. You can see it in the numbers, some lives matter more than others. Every day it makes me wonder who's essential, what that means. We could choose to feed the hungry, heal the sick, and love our neighbors. We could be essential workers, building up the world we dream. 
Jesús siempre trabajando, comida dando y cuidando, enseñando y curando, trayendo amor a todos. Jesús pobre para los pobres, viajando solo en el metro. Jesús enfermo, Jesús enferma, Jesús llorando y rezando. Jesus, the essential worker, had a job with no insurance, no protection from infection, no paid leave when he got ill. Jesus, the essential worker, died in pain, alone forsaken. Jesus, the essential worker, feeds the hungry even still. Every worker is essential, also every human being. Soul and body, mind and story, each essential in our way. When we choose to feed the hungry, heal the sick and love our neighbors, Jesus, the essential worker, lives in all our lives today. There's a song that's so appropriate to this COVID-19 season that we're in, where so many of us are stuck at home, but so many people are needed to care for us. Jesus, the Essential Worker is written by Amanda Udis Kessler, who's my guest here again for Song of the Soul. And it's sung by, performed by David Heitler Clevens. Before that, the song we started off with was Church is the Way We Live, also by Amanda and performed by her wife, Phoebe Lostro. And Jesus, the essential worker, I very clearly see where that came from in our society, the the lowly people who are the essential workers. Unfortunately, I don't think that that means that their pay has been put up to essential grade. It's still kept at dirt cheap. No, it's, uh, it's really interesting how we use language in our society sometimes in ways that are not in keeping with the best values of thoughtfulness or compassion or generosity. And so it is ironic that not all of the essential workers, but many of them are not really seen as essential human beings, which is partly where the two choruses of that song really come in. So the idea that some lives matter more than others and the idea that every worker is essential, also every human being. So it was really a spiritual task to write that song and also to write it in a way that both lifted up the figure of Jesus, the historic person who was a healer and a teacher and a prophet, however else people see him, and someone who extended a welcome table to everyone. And so for me, that is the deepest beauty of Christianity is the life and work of Jesus And so for me to try to set that side by side with poorly paid people, often people of color who have been so ignored and so devastated by this pandemic in this country, it just seemed an appropriate pairing. And the first song, Church is the Way We Live, I imagine that of the listeners to this program, there were 42% of them, I'm just making up a number, 42% of them said, oh, church, yuck. You know, I don't think you always grew up thinking church, yum. Actually, I grew up a secular Jew, have been on a long and rather crazy ride. But I did find the Unitarian Universalists in college, and I I had a, a sense of connection to them then. And I realized that I did, in fact, like church if it was 
pretty doctrinally liberal and relaxed, and that there were things that were meaningful about the experience of worshiping in a church setting. When I was a teenager, I I don't remember if we talked about this two years ago, but when my friends were sneaking out to do drugs, I was sneaking out to go to Baha'i services and Episcopal churches and trying to find a, a religious path that might work for me. So my experience of church has largely been very positive. I didn't grow up in it. I didn't have to rebel against it. And I've only ever attended churches that have been meaningful to me. And even though, given my circumstance these days, I can be my best UU secular Jewish progressive Christian self in a Christian church, I still think that many ways of worshiping are wonderful. I actually was part of a Quaker meeting for a couple of years when I first moved to Boston. So um, that's also a tradition I love, but it wasn't a tradition I could stick with because you don't sing in the Friends General Conference form of meeting. It's a silent meeting. So spiritually, very deep, but I just needed to sing in church. Well, we may have to have you come visit Eau Claire while we're online. You know, Eau Claire Friends Meeting is doing a Zoom meeting, and I think it would be so sweet to have you join us one of these days, if it works. I will. But let's go on to some more of the music of Amanda Yudis Kessler. Where do we head off in terms of our search of your riches of queer sacred music that you've got on your website? So what I'd now like to do is turn briefly away from the COVID materials because two of the songs left to us are not specifically COVID materials and all the rest are. So the other two I'd like to point us to now are more along the lines of social justice music, meaning that they are relevant today, especially in light of our country's struggling attempts to reckon with racism. So the ones I'd like to pair there are Everything Remains and Deliver Us to Evil. Everything Remains, I actually wrote last year. I left my worship service one morning and the phrase, everything remains for us to do, was just kind of pounding in my head. It had been a social justice sermon and that wrote itself really quickly. And then more recently, I remembered that I had read a prayer by a Unitarian Universalist activist years and years and years ago. It was in a a collection of writings I had And the prayer was a rewrite of the Lord's Prayer. But instead of saying, deliver us from evil, it said, deliver us to evil. I found that really striking. And the idea in the prayer was, deliver us to evil so that we can struggle against it. So it was still a prayer to the divine, to the holy. But instead of saying, protect us, it was saying, send us to serve. That inspired Deliver Us to Evil, and I wrote a very intentionally churchy, grand music for it. So as with the first pair that we've already listened to, where Church is the Way We Live is very hymn-like musically, and Jesus the Essential Worker is a folk song. So in this case, Everything Remains is a pop song performed by Ken Jansen, who is a musician in the greater Denver, Colorado Springs area. And Deliver Us to Evil is a pretty musically traditional hymn. Deliver Us to Evil, that is Phoebe Lostro singing and me playing piano. So we start off with Everything Remains. We'll go right into Deliver Us to Evil, both written by Amanda Yudis Kessler here today for Song of the Soul. Call 
so happy to have Amanda Yudis Kessler here again today for Song of the Soul. She was with us back in September of 2018, so about two years ago. Now we get her back, and what caught my attention is this prolific songwriting she's doing, which is captured on her site called QueerSacredMusic.com. I've got the link on NordenSpiritRadio.org. Please go and check out more of her music. She's got it categorized, and it's all there so you can use it locally for yourself, wherever that is. Let's talk a little bit about those songs, Deliver Us to Evil. Again, that's a really catchy phrase because we want to be delivered from evil, except for those of us who, you know, for St. Francis, it's make me an instrument of thy peace, right? I want to do that work. So deliver us to evil and let us be bring peace and sow peace and justice amongst them. It's a powerful, powerful idea. I think it's one that you could think of as very conservative or you could think of it as extremely liberal. Mm-hmm. That many times, one of the, I think, faults of the liberal end of the spectrum is we want to delegate it to the government. And sometimes uh, liberals are amongst the hardest working, putting themselves in the middle of peace and justice as well, too. Conservatives can go either way as well. So I think that this song actually unites those of us who really feel called to put our lives personally on the line. That's right. I mean, there there is one line in it that to me is very politically liberal or progressive because it's very sociological. And it's the line, empower us to work against the damage of the past. There's this idea that large-scale evil, racism, sexism, homophobia, class inequality, environmental degradation, and we could go on, but those kinds of evil, they don't only exist in the present. And what I want to say as a sociologist for just a moment is they really aren't mostly a matter of us having bad intentions. They really are a matter of systems that are set up. So I think there is a role for the government because there are things the government can do that I can't as an individual. So in that sense, I'm more like a liberal than a conservative. But it's also true that that each of us, I think, has the opportunity to interrupt the evil. If we are willing to be delivered to it, we can learn how to not keep silent but respond if someone says or does something racist or if a man harasses a woman on the street another man could step in and say, that's not cool. So there's a really important role for us as individuals, and it's part of the larger role for us as communities. Before we go into some more music, I do want to remind people you are listening to Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org because we also have our Spirit in Action program and links to other groups and all of our guests of the last 15 years. And so you want to listen again to my interview with Amanda, which I really highly recommend from back in September of 2018. You can find that via northernspiritradio.org. Please post comments when you visit to a communication is absolutely the best. And without your voice, I'm speaking to empty air, which if God tells me to do it, I'll do it. But I'd really prefer to know that you're out there listening. So please send us a comment. And also there's a place to donate if you care to. That's how this full-time work is supported. And please support your local community radio stations. Local media is so absolutely important. That kind of local music, local news is so important in terms of providing a voice to the 
people at the roots. And certainly the music of Amanda Yudis Kessler is part of the kind of voice that we want to live up. Unfortunately, on her queersacredmusic.com website, you can get a hold of the music and please share it. Please let her know. Please use it in your church, your worship setting, any place where you want to lift up that voice. There's a lot of wonderful stuff there. And let me just say quickly, everything on that site is free. Every score, every lyric, every recording, it's all downloadable. It's all free. I don't make money off this. I'm not seeking to make money off this. It is my attempt to offer my creativity and my gifts to the world. Well, let's offer some more of it right now. What songs would you care to share? So I think now we'll do two of the more church-centered COVID response ones. The first piece is called We Are Gathered, and it is the only hymn we're going to hear today, the only piece we're going to hear today that is not my music. It is a traditional church hymn. Church musicians will know the term Nettleton, which is the name of the tune, but many people who have grown up in any sort of Christian church will recognize the tune. It was the first thing I wrote specifically in response to the pandemic. There was a night early on when we had just all gone to virtual worship. And I realized that it might be helpful for churches to have something they could sing or listen to that was about the experience of virtual worship and that reminded them that it's possible to still be gathered when one is not physically in a space with other people. So it's different from churches the way we live because that really was a response to complaints that church was closed. This is more about the experience of worshiping virtually. We are gathered. And I'd like to pair it with a song that has gotten quite a lot of use called Just Such a Time as This. That is inspired by a line from the book of Esther in the Hebrew Bible. It is when Esther is trying to decide to go confront the king with the plot against the Jews. And her uncle Mordecai says, who knows, maybe you were chosen. Maybe God has chosen you for just such a time as this. And I thought, Maybe all of us are chosen for this time to bring our best selves to this pandemic. We Are Gathered is a recording with Ken Jansen singing and playing organ. Just Such a Time as This is Phoebe Lostro singing and me playing piano. We Are Gathered and Just Such a Time as This, both by Amanda Yudis Kessler. We are gathered in the Spirit, though our bodies are apart. Filled with joy and touched with wonder, severed hands but mingled hearts. Giving thanks and singing praises for the love that calls us on. From our many different places, we are gathered into one. We are gathered in our sorrow, we are gathered in our fear. In our pain and in our worry, in our anger and our tears. As we tend to one another with our gifts and with our care, our community is strengthened through the faith and hope we share. We are gathered in commitment to a planet that is whole. 
works of justice, acts of kindness, bless the world and heal our souls. As our voices join together, may our song of peace resound. May we offer in abundance all the grace that we have found. Filled with fear, laden with sadness, chaos and madness grow For Song of the Soul, we have back Amanda Yudis Kessler. The website that the songs that she's sharing today are present on, you can look them up, share them, and please use them to spread the spirit that she's nurturing. It's called QueerSacredMusic.com. The songs we just heard, We Are Gathered, performed by Ken Jansen, and Just Such Time as This, performed by Phoebe Lostro. 
Again, they're both written by Amanda Yudis Kessler, who's here today with us via Zoom. I get to see your face for the first time since we talked all those two years ago. It's so sweet. And I also have to say in terms of sweetness, Just Such a Time as This is really such a sweet song. I love it. It arrives and sits perfectly well at some spot in my soul. So thank you for writing it. Oh, so my pleasure. Now, the website where all this is found and people can download the scores and the lyrics and everything from is queersacredmusic.com, but it's not very queer anymore. I mean, what's, how, what percentage? How does it break out? I'm guessing maybe 8 to 10% of the music on it explicitly speaks to or about LGBTQ issues or people. We are not actually listening to any of that music today. And and honestly, it didn't feel urgent in the way that some of these other pieces did. I do think there's some useful stuff on there for communities and engaging with those topics. And I'm just going to quickly mention a couple of examples of things I've written for LGBTQ people or, or about us. There's a hymn called, Oh, Jesus Had Two Fathers. And it imagines God and Joseph as Jesus's father, and then Mary and the spirit as Jesus's mother. And that one's sort of for kids of same-sex couples. One of my favorite hymns is called God the Soaring Eagle, and it is about the many genders of the sacred and also the many non-genders of the sacred. So it uses terminology, all of the terminologies in the Bible, different terms for the divine. So I love that. And, and if people are looking for something for, say, uh, Trans Remembrance Day, that might be something useful. Uh, there's a pride hymn. There's a, a hymn of confession that we who are LGBTQ have not loved ourselves enough. That's called Today We Come With Heavy Hearts. And people are welcome to go to the site and check that out. But in these days, in these days of COVID and and large-scale disruption in the country and trying to reckon with racism, uh, the things that I brought today just, they feel so timely. They seemed more important. Before we go back into some more of the songs, I'd like to just follow up a little bit. Again, if people go to NordenSpiritRadio.org and listen to my September 2018 interview with Amanda Yudis Kessler, you'll hear a significant portion about her spiritual journey, what got her to where she is. Uh, when I spoke to you, Amanda, back in 2018, I think you said, or you were primarily identifying as a UU, a Unitarian Universalist at that point, and now you're a attending a UCC church more often. Is that just because you want to add another letter on? UU was too short. UCC was better. (laughs) It's like when you're playing Scrabble, you got to use them all. That's wonderful. Uh, No, what, what actually happened was that my relationship with my particular UU church just came to a natural end. It's not really anyone's fault. And I'm still dear friends with a number of people there. But I found myself led to a particular UCC congregation, which has a very progressive pastor. It's a church that flies a Black Lives Matter flag. It also flies a pride flag and a trans pride flag. It has a way of engaging me in the Jesus story in a very open-spirited, open-hearted way. So these days, if I'm describing myself, I still think of myself as a Unitarian Universalist. I still think of myself as a secular humanist in a way, 
I mean, I don't believe that we are going to make a better world because a holy finger is going to come down from the sky and fix things. It's, it's on us to be the embodiment of the sacred. So in a way, I still have ties to my secular humanist background. I will always be a Jew by heritage, even though that is not very reflected in how I worship. It does mean I still love a good Seder as much as the next Jew. Well, let's find some more of those songs that flow out of you from that religious inspiration, that spiritual inspiration that you seem to have so richly endowed within you. Thank you. I'm also going to do another pairing here that is one that is a little more secular and one that is a little more kind of churchy religious. All That We Need is also a pop song. I wrote it specifically for a show I was appearing on. I wrote it for the host of the show, who is a UU musician, to perform himself because it's a show about creativity and music, and I thought that would be fun. But it is specifically in response to the COVID pandemic, and specifically it's the idea that we are still taking care of ourselves and each other, even in these really challenging times. And so it's quite a hopeful song. I do think of it as a spiritual song, but it isn't specifically churchy. Uh, That's all that we need. And in that case, uh, Phoebe Lostro is singing. I'm playing piano and keyboards on it. And I'm pairing it with a church hymn called We Will Rest. We Will Rest is something I wrote during one of those moments when everyone I know, including myself, was just flat out exhausted. And we felt like we weren't doing enough. We couldn't do enough. We weren't free to stop trying. And just things were very discouraging. And it is this idea that in hard times, it really is okay to take a break. It was very inspired by a group I'm part of on Facebook of spiritual leaders, clergy, chaplains, people like that dealing with the COVID pandemic. So I kind of wrote it as much for them, you know, these people who they are our other essential workers of the time, people who are tending people's spirits as chaplains, imams, rabbis, pastors, ministers, and so on. So that's We Will Rest. um, And that is Ken Jansen singing and playing on that. First, though, we listen to Phoebe Lostro singing All That We Need, followed by Amanda Yudis Kessler's song We Will Rest, performed by Ken Jansen. A chorus records a song online, voices sing out over time and space. Grandmas receive their cards and calls, a virus can't stop Mother's Day. Smiles and food for free People are making masks 
COVID, we all need a little bit extra rest. Even while we're staying at home, we need rest from the internal anxieties we're carrying with us. But I think there's two things that we need to be able to rest from. There is, of course, all the external challenge and fear and what's going on out there. But the other thing I've noticed about being at home so much is it brings up my own internal demons quite a bit. And I really wanted to speak to that. I think 
to the extent that we are trapped at home most or all of the time, we can't run from ourselves as effectively as we can when we can literally run from ourselves by getting in the car and going somewhere. And so for me, I'm seeking to engage my demons such as they are seriously, but, but also to let them know that I need a Sabbath from them too. There's something about you that I didn't find out in our last interview. You already mentioned today about your degree in sociology, which is one of the ways that you work in the world. But I don't think you ever told me where you got your connection with music. And given the fount of songs that you've been over this last year or two, whatever, 60 songs is quite an outpouring. Where's your start with music come from? So my father was a professional songwriter for a while. He went on to do other things because it's really hard to make a living as a songwriter. He was writing in the late 60s and early 70s. He taught me to write songs. So I knew by the time I was 12 that I wanted to write songs because I heard his songs and I loved them and I loved that he could sit at a piano and improvise. So I asked him to teach me and he began teaching me then. And so the fact that I have a very craft-minded way of approaching songs, I see writing a song, there is an inspirational component to it, no matter what the topic is. But for me, there's always problem solving. How do you structure a song? How do you build a song or a hymn or a round to communicate an idea or convey a feeling or inspire or comfort or enrage sometimes? And so there's a crafting challenge to writing music. So my father taught me that many years ago. I mean, I guess now 40 years ago or so. So I was around his music. Both my mother's household and my father's household were filled with music. So I listened to a lot of music. And I started really writing as a lonely teenager, you know, lonely, alienated teenager. And what I wrote was terrible. I wrote terrible, terrible songs. They were bad, but I kept writing. And the great thing is, you know, you get better at something by doing it more, even when you stink at first. But having said that, I really do think that I have not the mystical encounter with the holy that many people I know have had. I have not had an an earth-shattering, ecstatic experience, but my creativity is totally unexplainable to me. I experience it as a sacred gift. I don't understand it. It never goes away. Even if there's a stretch of time when I'm not writing songs, I'm writing sermons, I'm writing books, I'm writing other things. So... I've just had this rich creative life that sort of started with music and then layered into academia. So I have a doctorate in sociology and then I've written about 150 sermons and given them uh, mostly in UU settings during a stretch of time when I thought I might be a minister. And now I've kind of come back to the hymn writing and that led me back to songwriting. So it's just a creativity is an incredible gift. I'm so humbled that for whatever reason, I have this capacity. So that's why I want to share it with people. I'm thankful you do have it. And folks, remember, you can go back to NordenSpiritRadio.org. And if you search for Amanda Yudis Kessler's name, you'll find my interview with her from September of 2018. You'll hear more of the web and weave of her spiritual life and journey and her activism via that interview as well. I think we have time for one more song. What shall we share? Let's share a song called Find Your Music, which I also wrote inspired by my interaction with this UU music director who had me on his show, because his show is all about finding your music. 
what I was really thinking was that in these challenging times, we are called to social justice. We are called to heal the world, but we're also called to find our joy. And so this song is a way of thinking about our finding of our joy by using kind of the language and images of the world of music. There are a few recordings of this, but I've chosen a country version. This is again by Ken Jansen. It seems like a lovely way to uh, end this particular time together. Well, it's a really beautiful, fun song, and Ken does a great job with it. I have to get a hold and thank Ken Jansen as well for his contribution to this Song of the Soul. All of the songs, folks, have been written by Amanda Yudis Kessler and are available on the website queersacredmusic.com. You can find more music of hers on every soul music. Dot com, both those links on nordenspiritradio.org. But we're ending with one more gem from Amanda Yudis Kessler called Find Your Music. Thank you so much for being such a willing font of spirit and inspiration for us. And thanks for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's always such a pleasure. Here we are with Find Your Music by Amanda Yudis Kessler. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Find Your Music. Find your music, find your joy, find the best inside of you. Find your wonder, find your hope, find your long-awaited muse. Times are tough for everyone, you might feel like you're alone. Find the notes that move your soul, find a song to call your own. Find the chords that ring out true, find that precious melody. Find the rhythm of your heart. Clap your hands and tap your feet. Fear and pain are all around. You might wonder what to do. Find a deep, sustaining sound. Tell your story, sing your truth. Silence, find your peace, find the path that gives you life. Dissonance will bring release, morning will be born from night. Death is never far away, life can have its tragedy. Find the music you can play, bless the world with harmony. Love is never far away, love will not abandon you. Say the words you have to say Love will send a healing to The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.